Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about the impact of hormone therapy, an effective way to get your body back on track when it comes to your sexual intimacy. And Mark Cuban said this about the decisions that you make and hormone therapy is one of those decisions. He says, always the little decisions that have the biggest impact. And uh, we're going to be digging into that more in today's episode. But first, we start every show with a hug. And hug is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for us to recognize what you're doing in your marriage, to see where your breakthrough is, and actually to be able to share that with the rest of the one family. And this hug comes from a direct message we received that says, well, I just listened to episode 743. What's up with the hormones? Mm. It's exactly what I'm going through. I haven't had a period since January. I've had crushing fatigue, brain fog, low libido, an extra 30 pounds that won't go away, and two months ago started hot flashes and night sweats. It's good to know I'm not alone, and thank you for talking about it, because no one does. It's hard when everything else in life, ministry, parenting, responsibilities, et cetera, are just increasing, and yet your body is going through such a difficult transition. It's time to take action. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. And that's part of the reason why we do episodes like this. You know, and we'll link to 743, um, what's up with the hormones, because it very much ties in to this episode. You know, Tony and I have, um, Tony, I've been on this journey of, you know, trying to figure out what our bodies are doing as we're, you know, coming into Tony's tur- about to turn 50 and I'm right behind him turning 49. Yeah. As of this episode drop, I will be two days away from turning 50. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Uh, and I should say at the top of this episode that Tony and I are not medical professionals whatsoever. Correct. Um, this episode is not intended to diagnose, treat, or in any other way, give medical advice. We're going to talk about what we've done, but what we encourage you to do and what we advise you to do is to seek out a medical professional to address your needs Correct. and what's going on with your body. Um, And that hug, you know, it was about 13 weeks ago. So about a quarter of the year um, has gone by since we recorded that last episode. It's so great that we actually number our episodes so I can do the math and do the math quickly. Um, And, you know, in that episode, we were just kind of talking about like body and hormones and what happens as we're all starting to get older and, you know, newsflash, y'all are going to get older. Mm -hmm. And the hormones in most everybody's body will start to decline. I feel like that's a pretty safe blanket statement. Um, And some of you may opt, like we have for hormone therapy, or you may be thinking about hormone therapy. And, you know, quite honestly, I mean, for years, I mean, Tony and I have been podcasting you guys for 13 and a half years now, Mm -hmm. which is a crazy, crazy number. And all throughout that time, we've heard that, you know, if you're experiencing low libido, you should get your testosterone levels checked. I mean, we've been saying that for years. And, you know, so we finally did. You know, and side note about testosterone, 
It's available in a lot of different forms. You can have injection, patch, cream, um, you know, pellets. pellets. Yeah, I know a lot of people do the pellets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's one way to look, right? It's one thing to look at. And in all honesty, when we both had our initial blood work drawn, um, Tony's testosterone was still kind of in the like, okay, we can try this with supplement range. Mm-hmm. And mine was like, you're falling off the cliff. So like we need to do something. So here's something that I do want to share from the top of this episode when you're looking at hormone therapy, what I realized and I want to share with you all is you're getting consistent blood tests and a chart of what's happening. Now, depending on your medical provider, that may be at different intervals, but what I'm finding out, you know, we're, we're 13 weeks since we did the first episode around hormones and we had started probably about, gosh, it was probably about three months before that. Four to yeah, I was going to say three to four months before that. So what what I'm seeing, and I want, and I didn't realize this, is that we are really looking at what's happening from one period to the next. What's happening with the B12? What's happening with testosterone? What's happening with all the other hormones? Those are the big ones that get talked about, but there's so many things that are going on, and to be able to sit there with your medical provider and go, oh wow, like. I'm feeling a difference and it could be, I'm not feeling great to, okay, let's test this out. Let's see what happens. And now I feel better. So make sure you understand that this isn't a one and done. And if you're, and if you're going in thinking it's a one and done, I wouldn't advise it then. Well, and I would, I would actually recommend that you find someone else. You want a medical mm-hmm. provider. I mean, our doc over there at Catalyst Wellness, I mean, they are like, we're, I've actually got all of our dates scheduled for when we're having our blood draws because it's so important to be looking at what's happening and be able to see. Tony's looking at me because it actually causes me deep anxiety to know that the blood draws are on the calendar. It's a thing. Um, but they're they're so insistent that we have regular blood draws so that they are making sure that we're being optimized and not just essentially letting you know hormones just kind of run amok mm-hmm. in our body. Is that why you were making that face on the blood draws? Yeah, the blood draws. I wouldn't say it causes you deep anxiety. It's I've gotten just, better. I'm so dialed in, you guys. She just has very small veins. That like to play hide and go seek. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so we've had to work through that and go, hey, you can give blood. Um, the first time through was not. Let's easiest. actually say I can do a blood draw. Giving blood is a whole different thing. Oh, yes, thing. a blood draw. <laughs> My bad. I used to give blood all the time. Yeah. But yeah, we just we had to figure out what works for me. It's a whole thing. So if you've got little veins, you've got my deepest sympathies, but I've got a lot of strategies. So just hit me up on social and I'll tell you what I do to have successful blood draws. Um, but coming back to the hormones. So yes. you know, we got started on testosterone. I also got started on progesterone. We're on you know different supplements. But the reason we are doing this particular episode is because we kind of went in, not kind of, we definitely went into hormone therapy with some expectations. Yes. Well, and that's we, what we really want to talk about here yeah. today. So what were your expectations? Okay. So I started off with brain fog. I just want to share where I was and you can listen back to, to hear everything, but brain, brain fog, um, what's that look for? No, no, I'm just, oh. I'm, I'm listening for the list. Brain fog. Um, recovery time after workouts were really slow. I mean, I was, I was spent, um, just feeling lethargic. So that was where I was. I started with B12 supplements, brain fog is gone. I'm feeling better. Um, 
And so, but as I'm doing these blood tests, noticing that testosterone levels just keep going down. And so I decided, I think just about after that last episode to start testosterone Mm -hmm. therapy or hormone therapy. And my expectation as a 49 year old man starting on testosterone was that I'm going to be like my 20 year old self again in terms of my sexual health mm-hmm. in regard to more than anything else in my mind was that I would be able to look at Elisa like I have for so many years and be aroused and get an erection. And this is something that I have noticed the decrease in over the years in terms of like, oh, wow, I see Elisa, beautiful, looking great. She could be clothed. She could be naked. And yet the instantaneous, I'll say it instantaneous, but that, that, and guys, you understand what I'm talking about. You get, you're just like, whoa, yeah. And get an erection. And so my, one of my expectations was, well, I'm going to get on testosterone. That's going to happen again. And literally I'm going to just want to have sex a lot more. And can I just say here, just as a side note, one, ladies, I love that you're getting the insight into what happens in a man's brain and what happens as they're aging, because I don't think there are a lot of places where you actually get that. And maybe your husbands can't verbalize that to you, which is why we have conversations like this. Secondly, on any type of supplement, um, therapy, anything like that, individual results are going to vary. So you might be a guy, you might be on testosterone. You're like, Tony, I have no idea what your problem is because seriously, I got on testosterone and that like happened right away. I I just wanted to say individual results always vary. Absolutely. And we're just, and we're just talking about the expectations that I had. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest ones me getting on testosterone was like, oh, wow. The recovery part of it too was sort of in the back back of my, my mind, like, oh, I'm going to have more, I'm going to have even more energy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel, um, I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to feel more alive. Yeah. Cause you were just kind of like, like foggy, mm-hmm. you know, he'd go on a bike ride and come home. He's like, I need a nap. I'm like, it was like a 20 mile bike ride, dude. Like, what's your problem? Yeah. You know, this is the guy that used to do 200 miles in a day. Yeah. And even for myself, right. I was definitely, you know, in that whole like paramenopausal night sweats, irritability, brain fog, like it was starting to read like the who's who of symptoms for paramenopause. And so I was like, okay, you know what, if you've got something that's going to help like the night sweats, the night sweats are real. They are real. And they are like crazy little devils. Um, because you can just be in the middle of, you know, seemingly wonderful sleep. And all of a sudden you feel like you're burning up from the inside out and you don't want anyone or anything near you. And you Mm -hmm. might be a little less than friendly towards your spouse, just saying, maybe from experience. And so, you know, going into it for me, the progesterone, I was really looking at that to definitely help the night sweats, um, the combination of the two for the brain fog and whatnot. And for testosterone, I'm not going to lie. Um, I was like, all right, bring it. Cause I am ready to have my libido back. I am ready to be thinking about sex. And I actually did. I think I shared it in that episode, 743. I had this window of like three or four days where literally I was thinking about sex more than I probably ever have in my entire life. And I remember, and I I said it there. Mm -hmm. I remember asking Tony one day, I'm like, is this what it's like for guys? Like, is this how it happens where you just like, you can't like not think about it? It was amazing. And then it poof, went away and I'm like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? How do I get it back? How do I get it back? Because we had some serious, we had some serious expectations mm-hmm. that it was, you know, like we were going to want to do it all the time. I think for both of us and 
various ways, whether it was you getting an erection or me just having like greater desire. It was like, okay, what's that going to look like? But it didn't quite play out and it hasn't played out like that over the, so far over the course of therapy. Right. And so let's talk about the reality, mm-hmm. right? Because we've talked about setting up expectations, right? We have expectations and, and a lot of times are unvoiced expectations. And so when it doesn't go the way we we planned or what the way we thought, we're let down. And we feel like that didn't work the way I wanted it to, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so Elise and I continue to have these conversations and we would encourage both of you, if you're gonna be, if you're on hormone therapy, looking at starting hormone therapy, engage in your emotional intimacy. Talk about what your expectations were and where you're at. So in reality, what began to happen was much different. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was it, it's better. What our expectations were, were actually sort of really small and compared to what we're experiencing now. So one of the areas that I've shared um, in the in the show here is that for me, as I've gotten older and I've aged, the ability to hold an erection has been one of those things that I've been focusing on, especially during sex, mm-hmm. because I get aroused, I'm, I'm excited, I'm, but if my mind goes somewhere, I'm struggling to keep an erection. Well, now that's not the case. Like that's not the case at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that as something that would happen, but oh my gosh, it is so great to be in this place. And, you know, it's one of those things too, where even for me, you know, being on, sounds kind of funny to say it, being on the receiving end of that, you know, Tony is much more engaged and, you know, I know that he's just like there with me, which is, you know, kind of a funny thing to say, because usually it's him saying, hey, wait, where are you? But because that, I don't know if confidence is the right word or just like, capability like you know that's not going to be an issue oh yeah that's for you and so yeah and so you know being in this place but it's not just the fact that his erections are you know more more durable more long-lasting it sounds like a battery commercial um but getting into this place too of you know what's happening with my body because what's the dynamic here because we are both on therapy is that we are our bodies are responding to the treatment and they're doing it in different ways because I right. also have found um, way more naturally lubricated than probably ever before in my life and throughout my entire cycle. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be right around ovulation, a lot of natural lubrication. Now it's like you you got all the, you got all the dates, and the intensity of our encounters is yes. very different. And that's been like so noticeable that we're doing this episode around it because we were like, hey, there there's a quality here that we haven't had in years. Mm-hmm. And you guys know, I mean, somebody was asking us the other day, like you, you guys talk about sex a lot. And I'm like, yeah, we kind of have over the last 13 years. But even with all of that, all of the conversations that we've had around our sexual intimacy, it's looking at this and saying, hey, wait, how how is this shifting for us? How are we taking this sexual intimacy pillar and having the conversations around it, the emotional intimacy and bringing these together, you know, whether it's, you know, the conversations that we're having about sex, the eye contact that we're having, there's been greater verbalization and vocalization. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, even for us that, you know, sex is a regular part of our marriage, it's noticeable. 
absolutely. It's way, way noticeable to the, to the point where Elisa and I are like, holy cow, that was just an amazing encounter we just had. Like probably one of the best encounters we've ever had. Now, but then we say that frequently. And we're just saying that more frequently. But again, I want to share that the expectations we had were very small compared to what we are experiencing. And as Elisa said, you may be on hormone therapy. You may be thinking about hormone ther- therapy. All of our bodies may and do react differently. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're speaking to your medical provider because even Elisa and I, throughout this time, when we're in the clinic, we're talking to our doctor. We're saying, this is what's going on. Is that is that good? Is that is what what should we be expecting because we had our own idea of what we should be doing another thing that doctor even told me he's like as a guy you should be having and we've talked about morning sex he said you should be having a more uh what's the word he used when it was just like morning sex just a stronger erection maybe yeah or, was, or more fr- well i think he was talking two things one about um greater frequency, frequency of morning erections Correct. so not so much the sex but like kind of bringing back the morning erection that's actually right. an indicator uh, he was sharing with us it can be an indicator of your testosterone levels right that was the big thing but but also just the what's the word i'm looking for I for my know. erection it's a harder erection let's put it that way okay boom more, yeah I'm like, sometimes, guys, sometimes when we're doing an episode, it's literally like playing charades because it's like a word coming, like it sounds like and it fits it. Anyway, what we want to do too in this particular episode is we want to talk about the conversations that if the two of you are even thinking Mm -hmm. about this, if you've started it, what that looks like. I'm going to do that after this break. We're back and we're talking about the conversations the two of you need to have, you know, if you're considering hormone therapy or if you're even on it. Because maybe, you know, only one of you has started hormone therapy, but you haven't really had a lot of conversations about it. Maybe the two of you are thinking about it. Um, I, you know, it is a gift to me that our clinic, I remember Tony came home from his first appointment. He's like, you know, we just need to have some conversations about it. And he had been encouraged to, to talk about what this was going to look like because they, and I don't, you can probably tell the story better, but they had said like, if your testosterone levels start to increase and you're having, what was it? Like if you have a greater desire, a desire that's yeah. going to impact Elisa. Mm-hmm. And so this is why emotional intimacy is the workhorse of the pillars, you guys. Yeah. And if you haven't picked up the Six Pillars of Intimacy, our best-selling book, you can grab that at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Emotional intimacy is in chapter five. Absolutely. And, you know, the conversations that you have around, you know, before, during, and after Mm -hmm. uh, your hormone therapy are critical because this is where the two of you get a read on what's going on. Like if you're considering it, hey, you know, why? Like, let's have a conversation. Why are we considering or are you considering hormone therapy? What are the possible benefits? What are the possible side effects? Some of these are questions that you actually need to ask your medical provider mm-hmm. so that you're not going into this blindly. So you're not just like, okay, you know what? Everybody says testosterone or progesterone. Like, let me just do it. No, no, no. Go in and get yourself informed. Yeah. And I will say, knowing both the benefits and the side effects are, are needed. And especially those side effects and being in understanding what can happen, what, because if things do not go the way that your, your body's responding to, you need to be able to talk to your doctor quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that way you can address those And both Elisa and I had those conversations 
and had to say, okay, we're, we're okay with starting this. Some of you may hear it and go, that's not worth it to me. I'd rather just stick with a, a supplement basis mm-hmm. to, to do this, or I want to just work on cleaning up my dietary intake, or I want to do exercise, whatever that may be, but know both the benefits and those side effects, because you're walking into this and things can go sideways. Mm -hmm. You know, even for us, I mean, things are happening and we're we're like, oh, okay. Like, is that, is that a side effect? And okay, well, next time we're in, we're going to talk to doc or we're going to ask them about this. Absolutely. And, you know, one of those questions too is how are we going to, you know, what's our our system, what's our pattern for checking in with one another as we're going through the process? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Is this is this a question? Is this a conversation that gets put on your coffee break once a month, where you're like, hey, or you know, every three months when you're getting your blood drawn, mm-hmm. right? And you're just like, okay, you know what? Whenever I get my blood, um, you know, the week after I get res- my results, and then the week after that, when we have our coffee break, I'm going to just share what my results were and talk about where my you know all my levels are. It could be as simple as that, or you work it into your weekly coffee break where it's just like, hey, how are we doing? Like, how's our sexual intimacy? What's that looking like for us? How have you noticed any changes since I've been on therapy? Right? These are all ways that you can build that in and not just have it be something that you're doing in a silo. Because everything that we do, you guys, all the decisions that we make in our marriage, even if it's an individual decision, impacts our spouse. It impacts our marriage. And this is a really big place where your marriage can be impacted. Another, you know, conversation, and this is more, you know, conversation with you and yourself. You know, what are my expectations? Just like what we talked about. You know, it's not just the expectations between the couple, but individually, like you're going into this, you've got your reasons why, but what do you expect to happen? What are your concerns? And these are great conversations as you're thinking, you know, questions that as you're thinking of this, again, talk to your doctor, talk to your medical provider. You know, what's your commitment to the process? Because I will tell you, this is not a short term, quick fix, one injection, one patch, one cream, one day type of shift. Yeah, it took, it took me from the first injection and those are weekly. I want to say it was somewhere in like the six to eight week range for myself to be like, oh, I see something is starting to change. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling different from what you know. I it was saying before, like just the erection, the arousal, the ability to hold my erection. Again, we're talking about sexual intimacy. If we're just talking about overall health, I feel better in terms of recovery. I'm training for a half marathon with our youngest daughter. She wanted to do half marathon. So I'm like, okay, I haven't done any running in many, many, many years. Like maybe a couple of years after I threw hike the Pacific crest trail, I haven't done any running, but I'm running and I'm not feeling just spent or beat up mm. afterwards. I, I have a quicker recovery, but that took, again, it was about six to eight weeks for me to get to that point to go, Oh, something has changed now. Mm-hmm. It was, had I been there and thought that after the first or second one, I would have been sorely disappointed. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's been about three months. It's, I started noticing some significant changes around three months, Okay, yep. three to four, you know, and especially in this last three month mm, period. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say in the last month, specifically around our sexual intimacy, we've noticed the heightened lubrication, mm-hmm. um, the intensities of our sexual encounters, 
you know, I, I think that's really has changed in the last month. And, and that's that's part of the conversation for the, the two of you, mm-hmm. right? What are you noticing about our times together? How do you see your body responding differently? Because let's face it, you don't know what's going on inside your spouse's head. So if they are on therapy, you might have to ask them the question, you know, how do you see your body responding? What's mm-hmm. what's different? Oh, well, it might be, you know what, there is more natural lubrication. It might be, you know, I, I'm noticing a difference in my erections. You know, these are conversations. First of all, let me say, these are conversations that it is okay for a husband and wife to be having. Oh, another one I want to say too, though, that we haven't mentioned yet, both male and female with testosterone, nipple sensitivity is something yes. that can happen as well. I just wanted to bring that up because I remember Doc just even saying it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about, Doc? And he's like, that could be something that if it's if, if it becomes very sensitive, like even a t-shirt can really just irritate. So keep me informed if that's happening. Because that could be a sign of too much testosterone? I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but okay. it just could be... Just, but that's just, one of those like uh, it's side just effects. Those side that, effects that yeah. you need to be aware of. I remember him just telling me about that. You know, and, and the conversations on, you know, how is how do you see this therapy impacting our sexual intimacy? Right? That's that's a really powerful question to ask. And, and yes, it does require the two of you to be having regular conversations about your sexual intimacy. Um, you know, stepping into this place and and you know, as you look at this whole thing too, you need to find a provider. And, and I'm going to be really like, I'm going to push on this with you guys. You need to have find a medical provider that you feel comfortable talking to about your expectations, about your concerns, about side effects, about what, you know, your blood results mean about, you know, if we need to make adjustments in the treatment protocol, any of those types of things, because this is your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is your marriage. Because like I just told you guys a few minutes ago, what you do to your body impacts your marriage, right? So having a medical provider that you are comfortable addressing all the things with, Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing worse than you having a side effect or not sure about something and not feeling comfortable to ask the person mm-hmm. <laughs> who is you know creating this treatment product. They don't know. Just it's kind of like marriage, right? Like if I can if I can just pull this back for a second, your medical provider doesn't know what's going on with you unless you tell them. They they don't know what your symptoms are. Mm-hmm. They don't know what you're experiencing. They don't know how you're feeling about things unless you say, "Hey, doc." Can we talk about this? Because if you don't say anything, it's just like marriage. So same skills that you're developing, that same um, you know strength of emotional intimacy, being able to have these conversations, being able to talk about everything, you can take that to your medical provider and have those same types of conversations. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, watch what starts to happen between the two of you. Watch what this starts to look like as not just your emotional intimacy shifts, but also your sexual intimacy. Whether you're thinking about hormone therapy or you're not, or maybe it's something that you know we're bringing up now that you may think about five years from now, 10 years from now, this is a perfect time this week to discuss it with your spouse. Mm. Talk to them. Ask them about, hey, where are you at? How's this going? Or maybe you guys have had multiple conversations already, and this may be just that little bit of a nudge to go, hey, Let's go look for a hormone therapy clinic that we can work with. We work with Catalyst Wellness here in San Diego. I'm going to put the link uh, to them here in the episode notes. Call them. They're wonderful. Let them know you're part of the one family. They, They know that we share what we're going through and they would be happy to help you out. So take this time. And if you're on hormone therapy and you're wondering about certain things, make sure to go 
to your clinic and talk to them and talk to your spouse Mm -hmm. because that's even more important that they understand where you're at, what's happening and how your body is responding. So with that, you guys have yourself a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.